Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is pretty exciting uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in a hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Shed. Bob Stoffer and Jack Michaels are on a European vacation, so my question is, which one's Chevy Chase and which one's Beverly D'Angelo? There's something to contemplate right out of the box. All right, here's what's happened today. The Oilers have traded Jakob Yerbeck to the St. Louis Blues. This is in exchange for a sixth-round pick in 2020. It is conditional. If Yerbeck plays 50 or more games this season, it'll turn into a fifth-round pick. I don't think it's likely that is going to happen given Yerbeck's brief history in the NHL and his performance as an Edmonton Oiler during training camp. He was signed to a one-year deal shortly after it was announced that Andre Sekera was going to miss a large chunk of the season with an Achilles injury. We talked to a lot of people out of Washington who saw him play for the Capitals, and they said, well, he can move the puck. He wasn't necessarily a favorite of Barry Trotz as they finished up the regular season and went into the playoffs. He played just the first two Capitals playoff games games. They lost both in overtime. He never got back into the lineup as the Capitals ran to the Stanley Cup. So he was a big question mark coming into Oilers camp. I was hoping, well, at least maybe he's going to move the puck and help them uh, get it up ice. Never really saw that. Uh, His best game was probably Saturday against the Calgary Flames, but ultimately he does not do enough to stick around. So the Oilers are able to trade him for a draft pick. Pontus Aberg has been claimed off waivers by the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, We all knew coming into this that Aberg was uh, going to be hard-pressed to be on the Oilers' NHL roster. He was acquired at the deadline last year for Mark Letest, who didn't really grab an opportunity to play in the Oilers' top six he uh, was you know, basically on the 5th, 6th, even 7th line through most of training camp. He did remain as they pared it down 
probably his best game of camp Saturday against the Calgary Flames, but uh, not enough to earn a spot, so he was waived yesterday, and he has been picked up by the Anaheim Ducks. The Oilers are going to play the Cologne Sharks Wednesday at 8 a.m. Mountain Time. We will be broadcasting the game. We'll sign on with Breakfast with the Oilers at 7 a.m., so I'm hoping there will be a breakfast buffet provided. I think Halsey's going to get out the skillet, maybe get some bacon going, maybe scramble up some eggs. That's what I'm expecting when I come in for that game. The Oilers practice today in Cologne. Chris Russell was not on the ice. Adam Larson started practice and then left about 20 minutes in. Neither defenseman will play in that game on Wednesday. Hopefully they are better for the season opener against New Jersey in Sweden on Saturday. Ty Raddy did return to the ice after missing practice Friday and not playing against the Flames on Saturday. The lines were as follows. McDavid between Nuge and Raddy. Dreisaitl centered Lucic and Yamamoto and Reeder rotating. Strom with Kara and Pugliarvi. Brodziak with Kajula and Cassian and Chason rotating. Uh, defensively, Bouchard stepped in for Larson with Clefbaum. Nurse was with Benning. Garrison was with Bear. Miko Koskinen will be the goaltender for the game Wednesday morning. Obviously, Cam Talbot and Shane Starrett over there as well. Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. My name is Reed Wilkins filling in for Bob this week, though we will hear from him in a few minutes. Our lineup presented by Digitex, trusted by 630Ched. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more. Digitex.ca. John Shannon, regular Monday guest on this show, will be on at 1230. We'll hear from some Oilers players in Germany as we move along as well. And 130. The head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft, will join us on Oilers now. They went, uh, they swept their two preseason games against Stockton on the weekend. Their AHL regular season will start Friday when they once again play Stockton and then play the San Jose Barracuda on Saturday. If you would like to reach out, you can call our Oilers Now hotline, 780-496-0063, presented by the River Cree Resort and Casino. Canadian rock icon Burton Cummings takes the stage on October 13th. You can get your tickets at rivercreeresort.com. The text line, 630-630. That's presented by Westlock Ford. You can get us on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can get me, at Reed Wilkins, and our producer, at Brendan Escott. So the Oilers flew to Germany right after beating the Calgary Flames for three on Saturday, eight-hour time difference. So it's 8.10 p.m. currently in Cologne. Here's Milan Lucic. Uh, I felt actually pretty good today. I, I can't speak for everyone, but for myself, uh, uh, so far so good. Uh, I was able to sleep till 7 a.m., which was a good thing, but uh, just going to try to do what I can uh, to stay up until uh, till 10 p.m. today. All right, so, well, Lucic uh, counting down to his bedtime. They did get up for a morning practice today. Here's Coach McClellan. I was, I was happy with our group today. Uh, I expected them to be dragging their, their butts a little bit more, but they, uh, they came, they worked, uh, they battled. It wasn't a polished practice, uh, but we got out of it what we needed to and um, talked about getting our legs underneath us and beginning to adjust and feel a little bit better here than, than maybe we did when we landed or woke up this morning. One of the storylines for this game, the coach of the Cologne Sharks, who are off to a 2-2-2 and start in the German Elite League season, are coached by Peter Dreisaitl, 
Leon's dad and Peter looking ahead to Wednesday's game. No, I don't care about him too much. Now. <laughs> <laughs> last uh, last uh, uh, preparation game for the Oilers, so they have to, you know, they have to show up. And uh, like we are middle in the season right now, so um, uh, so we think motivation is not going to be a problem at all. All right, that's a little bit from Peter. Dry Seidel, coach of the Cologne Sharks, take on the Oilers 8 a.m. Wednesday morning. We will have it for you here on 6.30. Chet, the Oilers' opponent on Saturday in Sweden, the New Jersey Devils, they're already playing their European opponent, taking on SC Bern, 5.48 left in the first period, and the Devils lead that game 1-0. We'll keep you updated on some baseball today as well. It is the NL Central tiebreaker. Top of the fifth at Wrigley. The Brewers lead the Cubs 1-0. This one's interesting. The winner of this game gets the number one seed. The loser will host the NL tiebreaker game tomorrow against the loser of the Giants and the Dodgers. Did I get that right, Brendan? It used to, when I was a lad, mm-hmm. back when I was a boy, when I was following MLB growing up in Evansburg, you know, following games on the Telegraph, you know, I'd get I'd get the runs and hits in Morse code. You played a tiebreaker game, the loser was out. Well, not the case anymore. They're deciding the divisions, but both of the teams tied are good enough to be the wildcard teams. I think I got that right. Yeah, I think so too. So whoever loses today hosts the wildcard game. Tomorrow, would you said? The two losers play in the wild card game tomorrow. Correct. But the loser of the Cubs, Milwaukee, hosts the wild card game, and the winner gets the number one seed and will play the wild card winner in the division series. So it's kind of a, a teaser today for what could yeah, come no, later it on. It really is a big tease, isn't it? All right. Uh, some guests on Oilers now receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Ruth's Chris Drake Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. We're going to have Bob Stoffer on the show in a few minutes. Quick uh, look back, though, to an Oilers come from behind victory Saturday against the Flames. Here's a quick dish by McDavid. Cross ice. Reach shot score. A beauty for Jujar Kara. And it's a 1 0 lead for Edmonton. Kara's of the preseason comes on the power play. It's fire save, rebound, Gaudreau scores. And now in transition, Jankowski drops it off. One-timer, score! Right through Cam Talbot, Sam Bennett has made it 2-1 Flames. Stretch back, Lindholm, re-shot, score! Right circle, blew it right over the right shoulder of Cam Talbot. Kara kept the line for Yamamoto in front to And what a save. No score. McDavid dropped it off for Yamamoto, and now he'll jump up in the play as Kajula drives it right side. A backhander save, maybe by Smith, and the rebound glanced off Yamamoto and rolled in. 4 3 Edmonton. Saucered it back toward the net, smacked out of midair, recovered by Lindholm, given up. Dubé stopped by Talbot. Tried to go backhander, high glove, and Talbot read it all the way. Talbot finishes his afternoon with 40 saves, and the Oilers improved to six and one in the preseason. You know what? It's it's better than a one and six preseason. Um, much better than a one and six preseason. 
Highlights from that game for me. Talbot continues to look solid, and Kyler Yamamoto continues to get to the net and create chances and score goals. The penalty killing went 6-for-7. I think Talbot leading the way. They did get a couple of power play goals, but McClellan said overall mixed reviews for the power play through the preseason. It is 12-15. Reed Wilkins in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. We'll catch up with Bob in Germany when we get back. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. There is the Nooch, ready to rock and roll on Connor McDavid's left wing as we roll into the season. The game in Germany, 8 a.m. Wednesday, Saturday's game from Sweden against the New Jersey Devils. That one will start at 11 in the morning. Of course, we have every Oilers game for you all season long here on 6.30. Chad, New Jersey up 1-0 on SC Burn. Just over two minutes left in the uh, first period of uh, that game. Another one part of the global series for the National Hockey League. Also want to let you know, Making Coco, the documentary produced by Adam Scorgi, the uh, the guy behind the excellent film Ice Guardians, that's going to be shown at Rogers Place on October 17th. 20 bucks. Tickets go on sale Thursday, 10 a.m., rogersplace.com. So that's pretty cool. I look forward to seeing that. We are going to go all the way over to Germany and bring in the regular host of this show, Bob Stoffer. Hey, Bob, how's it going? Good, Reed. First of all, thank you for agreeing to host the show this week and providing me with uh, the opportunity to experience all of the wonderful things that uh, Cologne, Germany, and Sweden have to offer. So I'm much appreciative of that. Well, I'm happy to do it, Bob. And, and well, let, let's start there because I think part of this uh, experience for for the players and for the, the, the a lot of the fans who have gone and and uh, those of you in the media who got to, to go along, it's a, it's a chance to see another part of the world that many people haven't experienced. Uh, what what's Cologne like, Bob? Give us a little sense of the vibe of that city. Well, you know, it's funny because when you talk about you know Germany, for us, we think of their dominance in soccer. You know, here it's football, but you know, they've won multiple World Cup championships, and I remember they won in 74 when I was a kid, and I was cheering for Holland against them, but Gerd Mueller scored a couple goals, and, um, you know, they won in 1990. Uh, they they beat Argentina, and that uh, was a big deal at that time because Diego Maradona and Argentina had won in 86. It's such a soccer country, and that's that's the thing that's interesting. I mean, Cologne, is a, it's a beautiful city. Uh, they have the most visited landmark in all of Germany, in Cologne, a uh, cathedral that was basically used. It was built initially in the 1200s. Uh, we, I know we shot a uh, video yesterday from it. I, I could maybe send a, I'll send uh, Brendan Escott a, uh, a photo of it today. So he could just sh- it's, it's an amazing, I mean, it's been around for 800 years. And during the Second World War, uh, they, the RCAF and uh, American bombers used the actual cathedral as a uh, land destination to bomb and obliterate the rest of Cologne, and then they rebuilt it. So a lot of the buildings, and even our hotel, which is right adjacent to the cathedral, within 25 feet of it, have only been built in the last 80 years. But the cathedral itself has stood for 800-plus years. Uh, it, it's got a heavy art influence. I won't lie to you, when it comes to a hockey, like I could sit here and we could list off, uh, you know, talk about players. And, you know, uh, we got the Davies kid that's going from uh, FC Vancouver off to uh, go play for Bayern Munich, and that's a huge story soccer-wise in Canada. But it, it mirror, it you know, pales in comparison between 
hockey and soccer. Like if you went into the bar right now, we're just wrapping up an event here with our new West group. But if if you went to a bar and asked ten people if they knew who Leon Drysaddle was, you know maybe two of the ten would say they know who he is. Whereas if you ask them who Mario Gatza is, right, Super Mario who scored the game winner in the 2014 World Cup, all ten would know that he's you know a guy that ate himself out of starting spot <laughs> in the German first division. So it's kind of it's kind of an interesting. Uh, because it's not a typical thing, I'm told, from the, the European experience. It's something that we're going to experience in Sweden. So from a hockey perspective, there isn't quite the knowledge here just because the Germans really haven't been a strong hockey-playing country. Like, Dreisaitl has a chance to be the best German player ever. But from a life experience, it's, it's, it's incredible. You know, it's just staggering to think of how they were able to rebound after the Second World War in the city. What, what you know, I mean, just from a hockey perspective, and I know, I know the Oilers had a practice uh, earlier today. If, if if people are just joining us, neither Russell nor Larson going to play Wednesday. Larson did start practicing today, but but left about twenty minutes in. I know I was following you and Jack with the updates on Twitter. Koskinen's going to be the goalie on Wednesday. What what is the rink like? Like I, I assume it's not as large as an NHL. We haven't, we haven't been in it. Oh, we you weren't in the actual one today. We were. Yeah, we were in. We were in uh, the the Cologne Sharks practice facility, which would be barely on the level of, I'm just trying to think, uh, like it's not it's not even as good as uh, the River Three Resorts Twin Arenas, in my opinion. Oh, wow. So, okay. yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's quite, like, you know what I mean? Like, and I mean, and it's certainly not as used as much as the Twin Arenas at the River Cree, which, they, I mean, they're completely sold out there, right? I think they've got, like, 500 different teams playing out there, but they don't have that here, right? So it's, uh, the practice facility is small. Uh, there's a little bit of reference to the hit. I mean, Peter Drysaddle coaches the team. we got Ryan Jones and Pinizzato, who's briefly in order. Corey Potter actually brought Jones in. So they've had a somewhat successful team in the, in the DEL here, but it's not a power team. Despite the fact that this is a relatively wealthy community and a beautiful city, relative, it's the city itself is about the same size as Edmonton, maybe maybe a hundred thousand more okay. than Edmonton. But uh, the you know hockey just it's 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 like soccer. You know, soccer is to hear what hockey is in, in Edmonton and in Canada. So that's sort of the best uh, you know the best way to reference it. And they've had. I mean, think of how many great German players there have been over the last 25 years. And we might have the guy who's the best one in terms of dry settle. And ironically enough, uh, Reed, I would make a strong argument. He's one of the guys that through the preseason needs to elevate his play. But the, the practice facility is small. Now, the main arena is the largest arena in all of Europe. And I'm actually told it's too big for Cologne during the course of the DL regular season. They draw about 12,000 fans a game. But the game here is completely sold out, so we're looking forward to that on Wednesday morning, uh, eight o'clock Edmonton time. All right, uh, Bob. Just uh, in the last two or three minutes here of our chat, I, I went through the news of the day. Obviously, with uh, with Yerbeck to St. Louis, Aberg was waived and and claimed by by Anaheim. Obviously, you know Aberg came in in a situation where I don't think neither you nor I expected him to be on the roster, so he gets picked up. Yerbeck, you know, I was optimistic, but I knew he was a huge question mark. He was touted as a, as a good puck mover. I felt like I never really saw that, certainly not at anything more than an average level. Yeah, well, they had a fallback either way, because my understanding is that uh, Yerbeck still has an option to return to Europe, even if it 
I mean, the thought that they got a conditional six that could move up to a fifth for St. Louis, I'd say that's some pretty effective horse trading from Peter Shirelli, who's been criticized for a lot of moves. Uh, they took a flyer on Aberg. Uh, I won't get into specifics other than to suggest that, like Al Montoya, Pontus Aberg missed a window of opportunity. And sometimes that happens when teams are bad and underperform. And the Oilers had a poor underperforming season last year. There's no way to sugarcoat it. And you have you can be Tyratty or you can be Pontus Aberg. And Tyratty made the most of his chance, but Aberg was the first guy that had his chance. Now, could he bounce back and maybe do something in Anaheim? Uh, we'll see. I mean, he has some ability, uh, but he's he's not explosive. He's not quick, and he didn't shoot the puck, which was the one thing he was supposed to do when the Oilers got him in that deal. And it was, it was a three-way deal to get Mark Lutescu. So, um, and I can't reiterate that point more out to people. Like, you have a window in life and a window as a player, and you need to capitalize on that window to make some pay, or uh, you won't be here long. And that's kind of what's occurred with specific to Montoya. In Aberg, in Yurabic's case, I actually thought he got better as the preseason wore on. Uh, to be frank with you, early I thought Kevin Gravello played both Garrison and uh, Jakob Yurabic. You know, 27-year-old guy comes over, played a year in the KHL. When you're, Reed, we talked about this, in, and we can now open the kimono here, business term, but you knew fully well that. It was my belief that uh, there was a fallback position for Eurabic. And suddenly the owners are down to 45 contracts. And the best thing from Peter Shirelli's perspective is he's got $1.7 million off the cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people say, well, wait a sec here. That, okay, not off the cap. But in real dollars, now they're left to Montoya, who's the only guy down in the minors on a one-way deal. And that is a benefit to the owners. So these guys were seen as being uh, you know, legitimate NHL options for St. Louis and Anaheim. They weren't good enough to play for the Oilers, and you move on and ride with what you got. Quickly, Bob, one-word answer before I let you go. You, you knew this was coming. I got a text to 630-630. Would the Oilers have interest in Sam Gagne on waivers? No, not at that price point. Are we doing this again tomorrow, buddy? You're stuck doing this every day. <laughs> well, you and me uh, specifically. Make sure, <laughs> make, make sure you and Brendan Escott have, uh, have this uh, back on the rails here every day, okay? We're already having a good time. Thanks, Bob. John Shannon from Sportsnet coming up after the news. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.